Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we are live. Welcome to the process. It is Monday, January 8th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down a six-game NBA slate. Back to start the work week off strong. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so every so you know when everything goes live. I should try finishing that sentence. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Another weekend in the books, back for more NBA. DFS couldn't have gone much worse for me over the weekend. Had a real shot in PGA, uh, tapered out right at the end, but was sitting in first for a while on the back nine. Frustrating. NBA destroyed, NFL destroyed, 
Not fun. Not fun. But we're back for more NBA. Nice six-gamer today. We're going to break it all down over the next hour or so. So if you're here, let's get excited. I'm opening up my injury report right now. Make sure I have everything we need for today. I don't have much else to add. I didn't really watch much football. Uh, Liverpool beat Arsenal. That's really all that matters for the weekend. The one thing that I needed to happen, it happened. So I got what I needed. But for now, I just want to dive into it. So I appreciate having everybody here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But now, we got to do some coffee. So I say we get into it. Cheers to you guys. Thank you for being here. If you've got a coffee, join me in this cheers. If you've got something else, tea, water, beer, if you've got food in your hands or a joint, all of that works because it's time to rise and grind, everybody. Cheers. Mm-hmm. All righty. Diet Coke, that'll work. I've been rocking the no uh, the, the Coke Z's, no caffeine lately. That's scratching the itch for me. Here we go. Chicago Bulls. Six and a half point favorites in Charlotte. Wow. Six and a half point favorites in Charlotte, 217 total. That's a lot. So we've got Bulls Hornets, 217. We've got Houston, Miami, 219. We've got Boston, Indy, OKC, Washington, Utah, Milwaukee, all 245. And then Phoenix and the Clippers, late night hammer, 227 total. Yuck. Yuck, yuck. Okay, so let's get into the Bulls. First team up, Caruso questionable, Levine probable, Vooch probable, Patrick Williams questionable. So... Basically, what we got last time plus Caruso, I guess. So, sort of back to what they're... To what we would expect out of Chicago. So, let's think this one through a little bit. I'm going to cut the entire rotation, make it a little bit easier to project. We'll stick with 36 minutes for Kobe White. We will stick with 36 minutes for DeMar DeRozan. I will assume Patrick Williams plays and plays 30 or 29, I guess. 29. Yeah, I'm... Uh, this is a case where if there was one more game on the slate, I would be okay with dropping the Island game, but I don't... like Because this is the gap that I, I didn't want. Two and a half hours after the eight o'clock tip. That is annoying. But I also don't want to go down to a five gamer. So I'm okay with all six being included because the slate is small. If there were like eight games and you had to drop and you had this 1030, then it should be gone. But for this case, I would rather have it. All right. So we got Drummond starting, right? He started whatever night that was. Was that yesterday? Two days ago? What What day did they play? The fifth, two days ago. Same matchup, by the way, against Charlotte. We did get Drummond starting. They did close with Vooch. 
they basically split all of the time. The real question becomes, do they start Vooch today? Um, Probably doesn't matter. I'm guessing their pricing is not great. I'm going to go 26-22 to Vooch. The rest of this should fill itself in pretty easily. I mean, assuming Caruso is available... We got 30 out of Levine in his return. Uh, I'm going to go to 32. Now, he came off the bench and closed. I can't imagine that's a long-term goal for Chicago. And ultimately, I don't think it's going to even matter. I assume their prices suck, and they're in the worst game that exists. So, this should be pretty easy. I'm going to say 26 to Caruso. I'm going to say 26 to Desunmu. And that just leaves me seven random minutes, which I will hide on Javon Carter. I just want to move all this stuff around. Perfect. That should be a good Chicago rotation to start the day. Charlotte, on the other hand, Probably not going to be a fun team to project. What do we know for the Hornets? Let me guess. Mark Williams is out. Oh, figured it out. No Gordon Hayward. No PJ Washington. No Mark Williams. All right. Now, we had no Gordon Hayward last time out. PJ Washington played one rotation. Never saw the floor again. He got injured and then left. So... The second half of this game will look a little bit more telling. I think we could start it off right out of the gate. 36 minutes to Terry Rozier. I think we have to go... With this being in Charlotte, I'm going 38 to Bridges. He's been playing in the past... Eight games for him. 37, 37 and a half, 38, 33, which I'm guessing was a massive blowout because no one played more than that. 37 and a half, 36, 40, and 42. So I think 38 for Bridges makes a good bit of sense. Nick Richards, 29. We need to get Brandon Miller in for 30. We got Cody Martin starting, playing 36 minutes in this one last time out. Seems to me we're going to do the same thing here. I think we got to go 32, probably. Well, they... Was that foul trouble, or is that just a weird rotation? One foul, two fouls. Then they went to McGowan's, or... Yeah, McGowan's. And then he's up to four. No, he still only has three. One stint, and then they went to Nick Smith over Brandon Miller. Weird. Weird rotations. Very weird rotations. Okay. Ish Smith, backup point guard run. That piece is easy. Now we need to think about the rest of this. So Nick Richards, they had in the second half, Nathan Mensah, 
direct backup to Nick Richards. Now, I can't, I'm not going to give him 19 minutes, but I will give him 18. We did get JT Thor in. And I think he kind of has to play. So I'm going to give him 11 for right now until I fill out the rest of it. But I think I'll have a little bit more and I can move Miles Bridges down to the three a little bit. Nick Smith would be up next. He appears to just be playing like 14 minutes a night. And then that leaves me what would have been 20 for Bryce McGowan's, but I don't need 20. McGowan's only played five. I'm actually going to give Ish a small bump. Then I can get 12 for McGowan's, four more for Thor, and that can be Charlotte. Feel pretty good here. Let's take a look and see what we have for this matchup. Can make that a little bit bigger for you guys. So for the Bulls, like I said, six-point favorites, 217 total. Terrible spot. Uh, um, good spot against Charlotte in that their defense isn't very good. Uh, not a great spot in that this entire matchup is filled with shitty offenses. If you're playing anybody from the Bulls, it's either $7,800 DeRozan, 7K Levine, $4,700 Patrick Williams, $7,200 Kobe White. Like, those guys are in play. DeRozan's the best of the bunch. We will not be getting to much of this game. Meanwhile, on the Charlotte side, a little bit more appealing just because of the way they run their rotations. While Chicago is pretty concentrated, or, or not very concentrated, like, you know, because of the way that they were running guys off the bench, it was a little bit more spread out. Charlotte's a little bit more concentrated. So you've got this giant 38-minute chunk for Bridges in a decent enough spot, other than the fact that Chicago's dead last in pace. Terry Rozier at 8,300. I think he looks good. I think 5,700 for Nick Richards is at least interesting because they they probably want him to play a little bit more if they can. They're like... With no P.J. Washington and no Mark Williams, they're getting thin at center. Cody Martin is worth a look at shooting guard small forward, 5,400. But I definitely like the Charlotte side more than the Chicago side. Let's try something quickly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, how do I want to do this? Do I have a good way that I can visualize everything? I don't think I do. I would like to get like a really good game visual, but I don't think that exists. We need to start thinking about ways that we can better summarize what we're looking at after a game. 
And I don't really know what that's going to be. Maybe we can... Let's grab this table. Roll out here a little bit. I will refresh. I think we need a better visual. That, that's that, that's my goal right here. So if I just include Chicago and Indiana. Oh, I don't like that. We can move salary here. Oh, that is hideous. I want, I want us to be able to like really evaluate a game after we project it. Maybe this will work. All right, a little bit better. Now, we don't need my ownership, public ownership, or the difference. We can keep... We're making this up on the fly, guys. Keep the fantasy points there. Change the formatting a little bit. Make that pop more. That ain't it. That ain't it. Ooh. I'm a purple guy, but uh, that's not popping the way that I'd like it to. Well, that certainly pops. I'm so weird about formatting. It's the it's really it's really the worst. All right, that's not going to work if we put conditional formatting on anything. Purple's too, a uh, little too purpley. A little bit too purpley for me. So what we really want to see... Have I thought of interior design? I have not. I don't have that kind of eye. I could build a spreadsheet like the best of them, but I have no real skill set when it comes to visual experiences it's pretty tough uh dr dfs yes i could actually i could indeed i can pretty much show anything that we want to see like i can get the full stat line here oh Here's a, here's a question. I obviously use Microsoft Excel a lot, like more than most people do in a given day. When you quickly add something to a pivot table, is there a way to make it not assume the wrong shit? Like, I hate having to go in and change all of these to sum totals. There's got to be an easier way for it to think that I don't want a count. Especially if I'm already summing up everything else that exists. So if I grab all of that. And we go. 
points, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, rebounds. Almost at it. Oh, that's just so blurry. And I mean blurry as in like, it's too much data. We're not gonna be able to do this on the fly. Not gonna be able to do this on the fly. We'll be good. We know what we're talking about here. Bridges, Richards, Rozier. Uh, Larry, it's just not something that I look at anymore. Let's go to game two. Boston Celtics, three and a half point favorites in Indiana, 244 total. This has to look good for Boston. And I'm guessing Porzingis isn't playing. Porzingis questionable, Tatum questionable, Hauser questionable. It feels like this is the spot where Jason or where Kristaps Porzingis should not be playing. His eye did not look good two nights ago, but maybe he is. The problem here is that we're not changing anything. We're just keeping everything that we have for Boston in as Boston. So I'm keeping 32 for Porzingis. I don't think I'm changing anything for this rotation. I think that I could just let this go. Barely changing it. Enough that I don't get Pritchard and I don't get Sam Hauser is really all I care about. We got 32 minutes for Derek White. We got 34 for Jalen Brown. 36 for Tatum. 33 for Drew. All of that seems fine to me. Indie side, they're back to their bullshit. So Q-Tag Bruce Brown, Q-Tag Isaiah Jackson, Q-Tag Nemhard. That's the same thing we did last time. We ended up getting no Bruce Brown in that one and Andrew Nemhard. So Nemhard has missed his past three and basically four straight. Brown came back for two games, missed again. We got to reproject this entire lineup once again. It is getting old, projecting Indiana and waiting on the news. Luckily, three games, seven o'clock slate makes it easy. The only downside to three games at seven is that we don't have a good night slate. So let's get Indiana booked. We go 28 to Turner. Uh, we got very limited run out of Isaiah Jackson. Uh, was the backup, but then they went to... A bit of Jalen Smith as the backup. Oh, okay. So. Oh, I was looking at the wrong dude. I was like, wow, I, I think they went without any of those centers for a second, but they didn't. So I think we could go 12 to Isaiah Jackson. Eight for Jalen Smith at center seems like a lot, but that is exactly what they did. Now, Isaiah Jackson did pick up 
a healthy amount of fouls. He had four. So I think 12 works. So then we get eight to Jalen Smith. Smith played 25 and a half in abbreviated time, I might add. I think 22 feels about right. I'm going to get Halliburton in for 35. Neesmith, I feel pretty good about at 29. And then we get Bruce Brown back, 27. We get Matherin at like 24. Buddy Heald to, I don't know, 20. We haven't had Nemhard in so long. So I think we go, we need two more guys. We need Obi Toppin's minutes at the four, which I think feel pretty good at like 22. That leaves me 21 minutes. Now, I'm not going to go to 21 on Nemhard, but that does allow me to go to a decent chunk. Maybe we go 18 to Nemhard. That leaves me three minutes for TJ McConnell as, like, spillover, which I think makes a bunch of sense. So that should work for Indy. Now, Indy should look awful here against Boston. Now, if we look at the Celtics, I think Porzingis is the best option. 7,900 power forward center. Assuming he's playing, he's going to look great. This matchup is amazing. 28th in defense for Indy. Number one in pace. I have Boston gaining 3.8 possessions over their average. But someone's going to sit. Uh, I think we're going to be missing one of Tatum or Porzingis. If that line is three and a half on the season, Boston is plus nine over Indy. So even if you cut that down for home court and call it plus six, or in this case, minus six, we're two and a half points short. So it seems like we're going to be missing one of Tatum or Porzingis, at which point it doesn't really mean anything to us right now. It just means that the only guys we're playing for Boston are White, Brown, Tatum, Holiday, Porzingis. Whoever is out, you're clearly not playing that guy. And all of those other four names that I'm saying look way better. Like Al Horford's already 6,600. So if Horford starts, like let's say Porzingis is out. Horford doesn't really become awesome because of his price. If Tatum is out, then we start looking at a $4,100 Sam Hauser. But as it stands right now, just play the starters. But I'm either we're gonna we're gonna see one of two things happen: either one of Tatum or Porzingis, or potentially both, who knows, are out, or this Boston line goes to like five and a half. So take that whichever direction you want to go, but that is where we stand for Indy. 
All right, so the Pacers look better than I was expecting. 10-2 for Halliburton. I don't mind. Terrible spot, but I don't mind it. $6,600 for Miles Turner is a pretty nice price tag for him. $4,700 for Jalen Smith, power forward center. Now we've got a problem. Now that he's power forward center, I'm pretty sure they're just adding that today. I feel like that was just three centers last time out. Maybe it's been two games. That's it. But the fact that he's power forward is a bit of an issue for how efficient he is. Do we have a points prop on him? I just want to see if I'm wildly over projecting him. Now nah, we don't have a prop yet. Really do like that Miles Turner price. I, I love Jalen Smith is going to rank very highly because of that positionality. If Bruce Brown can play, 5,100 shooting guard small forward looks good. I also don't mind 5,300 for Neesmith. Revenge narrative, too. And if we lose any of these guys, it starts to get a little bit easier. But, yeah, it's Smith, Turner, Halliburton, and I expect Smith to be the guy that shows up the most. Oklahoma City, 11.5 point favorites in Washington, 247 total. Just, God, this Washington team is dog shit. It's really bad. Really bad. OKC, everybody's in. Wizards have Shamit questionable, DeLon Wright questionable. Andrew, I don't feel like that's true. I feel like that got just got added back to him. Let's see. They played on the 5th. No, they played on the 6th. So Saturday, did he have it? He had it Saturday. I don't feel like he had it on Friday. He had it on Friday. Maybe I'm wrong. Who am I thinking of then? Okay, so he was power forward only. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I knew he only had one positionality. I, I, from, in my mind, it was just center. But apparently, I am wrong. So, Andrew Martinez, my apologies. He has had it for a while. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Was it... John, was it Toppin? Was top, did, no, they didn't move top into center only. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my memory is. If we hit that team, maybe I'll notice it. Somebody had center only that like really surprised me. I don't remember who that was now. Doesn't matter. We're on to OKC. Uh, OKC really doesn't matter in these cases. We've got 36 for Shea. 31 for Jalen Williams. 
31 for Dort. Thirty for Chet. That should probably be thirty-one. None of this should matter. Casey Wallace twenty, Isaiah Joe sixty. Yeah, we're good. Same as same as always for OKC. I'm picturing somebody that was center only. That is not center only. I just don't know who that who that is. I would have to look at every team. If I did it, I'd be able to figure it out. Uh, let's go to the Wizards now. So we have the Q tag on Shamit and the Q tag on DeLon Wright. I'm not so sure any of that matters right now. I also don't know if Shamit plays. Like, Shamit left the rotation, but they didn't change anything. They just played some of these other guys more. But I got 32 for Kuzma, 29 for Poole, 28 for Tyus Jones. I don't really see a lot that I can move around here. 28 for Denny. Yeah, I think I'm just keeping this Washington rotation. I mean, what else would I change? I can't bump Gafford. They're not playing Gallo. They get blown out every night. Can't imagine they're going to look good either. OKC should look great, and they do. 10-4 for SGA. It should be very difficult to get to... like The dynamic between Tyrese Halliburton and Shea will be very interesting from ownership because Shea gets to face the Wizards. Halliburton gets to face the Celtics. It will be very interesting to see which guy pulls more ownership because... I like Shea more, but if it's dramatic, then I will take my chances on Tyrese Halliburton. I like $7,700 Chet. Uh, you can go to Dort. I think it's a tough sell to go to Jalen Williams or Josh Giddy. I could probably give Giddy an extra minute. Kind of want to get him to 25. Yeah, I think that looks a little bit better. But it's the, again, it's the starters for OKC. No immediate jump off the page value. I think Kaysen Wallace would be that first guy up, which sucks. But get yourself, Shea. For Washington, though, ugh. All righty. Well, guess we need to have this conversation. I think the Wizards are more appealing than I ever would have thought they'd be. Maybe everybody trims their minutes. If Shamit comes back. Is that what we do? Do I take like two minutes off of everybody? Make them look a little bit worse. Can I do that? I don't really have a lot of places to take it from. Take one from Koulibaly. Take two from Kispert. Take one from DeLon Wright. 
Oh, I didn't even realize that I had this set up that I can already just project Shamit. Now we're good. All right. Points prop on Jordan Poole today is 14 and a half to the over. I have him at 18. So back to the drawing board on this one. I'm going to get him down to 28 minutes, which is what he plays every night because they get the shit kicked out of them. I don't I don't see a logical way to project Jordan Poole the way his points prop looks. I know that sounds ridiculous. But if we just talk about games where Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole both start, because that's really what matters the most here for this team. Jordan Poole in those games. A reminder, 14 and a half, slightly juiced to the over is the points prop. On the season, Jordan Poole has a 26% usage rate. That's exactly where I have him. Kuzma's at 31 and a half. I can't project these guys because they're so bad. I like Kuzma. I really do. OKC plays fast. I like $5,600 Jordan Poole. I know that's insane. 0.91 fantasy points per minute as of late. I don't know how to project his points worse. I really don't. Like, I've got him at 52% true shooting. I'm going to guess that's pretty close. Yeah. 52% on the season. I I like Jordan Poole. I think he's being underrepresented. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I, I don't mind Gafford. I don't mind Tyus Jones. I don't mind Denny. Bilal Koulibaly is a bit of a problem. Washington looks way better than I thought they would. I think it's just the total and the fact that Oklahoma City plays fast. Because we've got, like, the Wizards have a 118 implied total. That's not ultra awful because of their regular total. I mean, like, if we think about that in, return, in, in terms of Chicago and Charlotte, they're seven points ahead of the Bulls. They're 13 points ahead of the Hornets. If we talk about it in terms of Houston and Miami, they're five points, six points ahead of Miami, 10 ahead of Houston. So I don't think Washington looks as bad. I like the Wizards more than I should. God, that's gross. Not what I wanted at seven o'clock in the morning. Houston Rockets, four and a half point dogs in Miami, 219 total. I'm guessing we don't get to much here unless we've got some injuries. Let me guess. Tari Eason's out. Yeah. Who could have seen that one coming? No Brooks, no Eason for Miami, no Butler or Martin. So Houston's just going to be what they've been, which is helpful. I will cut that rotation and redo it. It's just easier. Uh, we've got 37 for Fred Van Vliet. We've got 33 for Shengun. We get Jabari Smith for... 34. We get Jayshon Tate. Actually, let's get Jalen Green in for 30. Jayshon Tate in for 24. 
Aaron Holiday grabs the backup point guard minutes. I like the Cam Whitmore is just a part of the rotation now. So we've had the same rotation for three straight games. That is helpful. Now, are we getting Jabari as the nominal five or Jeff Green as the nominal five? Last game was the sixth. Houston beat Milwaukee. Shingun comes off the floor. Technically, Jabari Smith is the straight backup to Shangun. They always had Jabari Smith out there. They didn't technically always have Jeff Green out there. But they kind of did. So I'm going to say that Jabari Smith plays four minutes at the five. Jeff Green gets the other 11. Now, he played really big minutes against Milwaukee. I think against Milwaukee, that is a bit of a different matchup. You want Jeff Green if Giannis is going to be out there. I don't think that has to happen today. So I'm going to take him to 21. And now we need... I have 50 minutes left for Cam Whitmore, Amon Thompson, and then whatever I have left goes to Aaron Holiday. Holiday plays about 18 minutes a night, so I'll just give him those seven. We're going to get Cam Whitmore 15. We're going to get Amon Thompson 17. Now that leaves me 11. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. That leaves me 11 extra minutes. I don't have a natural place for those to go. They don't play Jalen Green enough. Like, I'm at 30. In the past nine games, he has played more than 30 twice. 36 and a half in a day with no Jabari Smith and no Dylan Brooks. 31.3 and 30.7. I guess I could go to 31, but I don't even love that. It's not Van Vliet. I'm not going more to Tate. I, I think they just need to be hidden. Unlike Bullock and Landale. I'm probably spending too much time on a Houston team that like isn't going to look good. Now we get to Miami. Reminder, no Butler, no Caleb Martin. So let's get Bam in for what I assume is his 36. It is. We get Jaime Hawkins in for his 36. We get Kyle Lowry in for 25. Hero in for 35. Who started last time out for Miami and when was their last game? They played on the 5th. They got wrecked by Phoenix. They started Jovic again. Oh, I remember that game. Yeah, I remember that game. Jovic did nothing. Obviously. 
So we're going to start Jovic again, I guess. Wait, is Highsmith available? All right, Highsmith is available. That is a complicating factor here. Did Highsmith... Oh, Butler was back for that game. So dumb. I hate this Miami. I, I really do hate Miami. This team is a pain in the ass. So Love backed up Bam and played alongside of him a bit. So I think we can go to like 20 on Kevin Love. I mean, that, that Jovic rotation, did he? No foul trouble. Just didn't play well. Not like it was going great for Kevin Love in the first half either. Oh, yeah, Kevin Love had 15 in the first quarter. That explains it. Uh, I don't know, 20, 25 to Jovic? Go 15 to Highsmith. 23 to Jay Rich. 25 to Duncan. I think that makes a lot of sense. I can't imagine we're liking this, but Houston. Uh, $8,500 Shangoon is the best option. Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Fred Van Vliet all look very similar relative to salary. Ownership will play a big role in those guys. Um, I'm okay with the projections that I have for them. So, yeah. Houston is Shingoon at the top. Van Vliet, Jabari Smith, Jalen Green all in that next tier. For Miami. All right, Miami looks a little bit better than I thought they would. $8,800 BAM. So right away, you have, you have a decision point of $8,800 BAM or $8,500 Shingoon. The relationship between the two of them in terms of ownership will be very important. I will be playing Nikola Jovic today at 4700 I don't believe that I have him projected in any way that's crazy. Uh, 0.96 fantasy points per minute. He's at 0.93 for the last 30 days. I only have him at 10 points and six boards. But $4,700 power forward at 25 minutes, who could play more? I don't mind it. Hero looks fine at 7900 I don't mind going that direction either. And then Jaime Jaquez, just because of the minutes, is certainly in play as like a 0 .8, 0 0.85 guy. This matchup looks better than I expected it to. I'm curious to see where they show up in terms of crunches. We go to Utah now. Nine and a half point dogs in Milwaukee, 245 total. This game could look insane. Everybody is around for Utah. No Dame, no campaign. It's going to be very interesting on the Portland end. Uh, let's go ahead and project Utah. Now, did Utah do anything differently on the 6th? They did beat Philly by 11. No Embiid. They have really sort of established this rotation. So once again, we're going to gut it. And we'll start off with Chris Dunn at the point. 
done playing about 22 minutes a night. We'll get Colin Sexton in next at the two. Sexton is playing about 26 minutes a night. I'm going to save this. I'm a little nervous. Now we get John Collins. John Collins started and closed like a normal rotation. Now that is aggressive for what he's been doing as of late. I think like 25 makes the most sense. Laurie Markinen is the easiest guy to project here. I think, you know, anywhere in that 32, 33 range would be best. And then Fontecchio as the third or fifth starter does really play the most out of any of these guys. I'm going 29. Then we start going to backups. Walker Kessler played 19 off the bench. Didn't close. Didn't do anything weird there. They closed with Clarkson in place of Dunn. So they went Clarkson-Sexton. The defense on that team must have been stellar. Clarkson, Sexton, John Collins. Oh, I mean, this team can't defend anything. But I guess you can do that when you play uh, a Philly team without Joel Embiid. So Walker Kessler, 19 minutes. I don't feel comfortable about that. Did they split? They basically split all the center minutes. Now, they didn't in the game before that, but that was a blowout. They can play alongside of each... Okay, that was OT. They split. That's 44 plus 4 for the blowout. So that's a split. So they really are splitting... Basically splitting the center minutes. Maybe you can get to... a lit, Like an extra minute or two to Kelly Olynyk. I'm going to go 25-23. Now, Keontae George is up next. He's going to be backup point guard. Now, they aren't splitting all of the point guard minutes. So, I think that we can pretty safely go to maybe like 20 on Keontae George. All right. I'm liking this so far. I'm going to go 28 to Clarkson. So that leaves me Akbaji and Kelly Olinick. Now Olinick is playing about 16 minutes a night. I think I'm going to go a little bit heavier than that. We're going to go 18. That leaves me 17 for Akbaji. Now that feels a tad high. So we will go 15 and hide two on THT. So that's going to be Utah. Now the Milwaukee side is where things get fun. No campaign. We don't have a point guard. We don't have a point guard. Oh, man. This is going to be an event. Well, let's get the uh, let's get the other guys set up first. So... I think we go 33 Brooke Lopez, 36 Giannis, 32 Chris, 31 Chris Middleton. And then Beasley for 27. All righty. Who is the point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks? If you take Damian Lillard off and campaign 
off. How many, this is, the amount of minutes is going to be staggering. The most minutes that anyone has played for the Bucks with Dame off and campaign off is 55 to Giannis. Also, pause. SMP, you made me think of this and I want to talk about it right now. I'm taking a break on this show. We got plenty of time. I haven't dove into something that I really want to do yet. I'm going to share the screen. We are going we're going fully off the reservation for what I'm about to do, but your marketing comment had me thinking about something. So, brief break. We are going on a journey to the Fanspo trade machine. I was ruminating on this one earlier today. I want to get everybody's thoughts. All right? Because it's trade season. It's trade season. So I looked at the Raptors. And I looked at the Sacramento Kings. And then I looked at the Utah Jazz. Okay? Maybe you'll see where I'm going here. Maybe not. I don't know. But I was thinking, they're talking about trading Pascal Siakam, right? Would be a really nice, well, I don't know if he'd be a nice fit, but uh, this would go well for the Kings. So we get Pascal Siakam to the Kings. Now they're going to have to trade some salary. I don't think the Raptors want Harrison Barnes back, so we could hide him on the Jazz. But what if, what if the Jazz just want to get some assets? And sell at the top. Would it be crazy for the Raptors to just turn Pascal Siakam into Larry Markkinen? This is a team that is devoid of shooting as a fit at the four in between Scotty Barnes' defensive status, functional creator, can't shoot really. Yaka Pertle, great rim protector, not going to be a stretch. You get the ultimate stretch, the ultimate play finisher in Markkinen, fitting a team now with Emmanuel Quickly and R.J. Barrett having the ball in their hands. I like that fit. I like that fit. The Kings will happily upgrade to Siakam. Then you get another legitimate rotational piece. Now, the Kings in this situation are going to have to give up probably three firsts. You know, we're looking at something like, you know, an unprotected 30, an unprotected 28, probably like a pick swap or two. Let's just say three first. The the only downside is that there's not like a, like, I don't think the Raptors would want to give up Grady Dick. But, like, neither one of these teams has a young dude that I think makes a lot of sense. But Utah could very easily flip Harrison Barnes again, or if they needed to. But I love the fit of marking into Toronto. Aaron, you're looking at it through the wrong lens. You're looking at it through the wrong lens in a big way. You're forgetting that this is the Sacramento Kings. Do I think, do I like the, the, the Pascal Siakam 
Uh, DeMontis Sabonis fit? Absolutely not. However, it's the Kings, and they would sell it as they got an all-NBA guy. But I like this. I like... There is a framework here where Laurie Markkinen to the Raptors really likes this more. Dominique, I just gave them three unprotected Kings firsts. That shit used to be gold. Laurie Markkinen's not going to Golden State. This trade desperately needs like a young flyer. Like a Col like Colby Jones to the Jazz or something like that if they liked him. Or Davion Mitchell to the Jazz as like a Chris Dunn replacement. Something like that. How does Utah benefit? They get multiple unprotected first round picks. Utah has nothing to play for right now. At all. They'll never be able to put a team around... Laurie Markkinen by the time that Laurie Markkinen is still any good. So I, I sat and looked at this for a while and I couldn't figure out where I would want to go. But anyway, that is that is the journey that I wanted to go on. Thank you, SMP. Uh... Sabonis will not be going to the Jazz. All right, we're back at it. Milwaukee. So back to this problem of who the hell is the point guard? Now, maybe the question is as simple as, is there a point guard? Do they even care? Do they just start Pat Connaughton and call it a day? Seems like everybody's available. Seems like... Mm. Just out of curiosity, how has uh, Ty Ty Washington been in the G League this year? Ty Ty Washington has played four games in the G League. Fantastic. Now, he is averaging 10 assists per game in the G League. Oh, man, this sucks. Where in the world are we going here? Is All right, so... Lindell Wigington not with the team. Assuming Ty Ty Washington is with the team, this feels like the perfect opportunity to give him run. You're playing Utah. You don't have your starting point guard or your backup point guard. I'm going to say that he plays 14 minutes. They clearly have the playing time to go around here. We're, we have to fill 48 minutes. 48 minutes. 
Um, there's there's just nobody else. There's really nobody else. I got to delete all these rates too. Let's let's finish off some of the rest of these guys so we know what the minute status looks like. We're gonna get Bobby Portis in for twenty four. And then let's get these are just going to be baselines. Twenty two Pat Connaughton. Twenty Beauchamp. So I have thirty three minutes left over. If I give Ty Washington, Ty Ty Washington fourteen, I have thirty three minutes left. It seems like that's going to have to be a, a, a pretty decent chunk of Andre Jackson. Because Lindell Wigington's not around. He would have been the guy. It doesn't seem like it's going to be AJ Green. S&P. I think that's the most likely scenario is they just look like if you just want to have Chris Middleton and, and Giannis run the show AJ Green or on like or Andre Jacks like having shooting somewhere like having AJ Green out there to space at least is going to be helpful. These guys just don't like they, we just haven't seen them play without Lillard and Payne. So I think I've got to give Andre Jackson and AJ Green the rest of these minutes. I'm going to go... If I go 20, 22 Andre Jackson, 11 AJ Green, I don't think there's going to be enough minutes for AJ Green because I definitely want to go to more on Connaughton. I think I feel pretty good with what I have in right now. I mean, and this is certainly one where, well, we're not going to have, we, we probably won't have that starting lineup until 7.30, which will be annoying. But they don't have a ton of options either. Is Beauchamp going to play slightly more? It really does feel like Ty Ty Washington should get a rotation. I just don't know if any of it'll matter. I like the added element of AJ Green spacing. All right. We're going to go with what I have in right now. But first, I got to grab 
Damian Lillard off stats and see how that affects uh, all these guys. So, unsurprisingly, 459 minutes for campaign with Damian Lillard off is the high mark. Giannis certainly going to get a bit of a usage bump. Middleton gets a massive usage bump. Middleton, Giannis, both starting. We got to remember, guys, that Malik Beasley doesn't do anything on the floor. Uh, so Dame being out is not helpful for Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley is a ninth percentile assist rate guy. He's probably worse by not having him out there. More minutes for Beasley doesn't help anything. He, he could play them, but uh, he does not have the skill set to fill in. That's for sure. All right. Portis, I don't really have to do anything to... I might have to go even higher on Middleton's uh, usage rate, but let's see what the points prop looks like first. I want to finish that out. Let's grab assist rates, actually, before we do anything. Giannis does see a little bit of an assist rate bump. Middleton sees a, a pretty sizable assist rate bump. It would have been campaign. We do see a pretty sizable bump to Pat Connaughton. All right, so let's look at the points props here. If we have them. And we do. Nice. We have them for the main guys. Giannis. Points prop is 35 and a half. I got him at 35.7. Nailed it. Now, I went way high on Middleton. His line is set at 19 and a half. I got him at 22.6. But Chris Middleton, 245 minutes in games that he has started with Damian Lillard off the floor. These are also games that Giannis has played. 245. In that time, he has a 32% usage rate. Now, it's 54% true shooting. So he does become a little bit less efficient. I only went to 27, and I'm still way over that number. I can't bust that down any further than that. I'm keeping that 27% usage rate. I'm going to be higher on Middleton than everybody else today. I, I think that's abundantly clear. Assist prop for Giannis is 7.5. I got him at 6.5, so I'm okay there. Middleton's is at seven and a half to the over. I got it at 6.1. This dude is going to look insane today. They are basically, the, the betting market is saying Chris Middleton is going to get assist on top of assist on top of assist. And, and shoot less somehow. I'll believe that when I see it. 13 rebound prop for Giannis. I don't know why... That could possibly matter. He does not have a higher rebounding rate. It, 
This is really hard to dig into. Is Giannis like near the basket more? Maybe a little bit? I've only got him at 11 rebounds. The the line is 12 and a half. Heavy, heavy juice to the over. We're talking 13 easy. I'm a full two rebounds low on Giannis, and I don't know where to get them from. I don't have as many missed shots on the opposite side as it seems. Huh. But, like, I can't, I can't bump that usage rate. Or, I, rather, I can't bump that rebounding rate. Unless I'm just low on the season, which would not make a lot of sense to me either. No, and it doesn't. I'm going to be lighter on that Giannis rebounding prop, too. All right, let's see what these guys look like. So, Utah side. Can't look good. Oh, God, yeah, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, Sexton, 5,800. Markin in 8,100. Fontecchio, I guess. I guess I could give an extra minute to Giannis. Dr. DFS, if I take him up to 37, it's still not a massive bump. But maybe that'll help a little bit. Let's look at and see what we have for Milwaukee. So I have Giannis at 1.8 fantasy points per minute, which is exactly where he's been for the last 30 days. He looks really good. 7K Chris Middleton is probably the best play on today's slate. And I really like Brooke Lopez. After that, look how blurry this is. Here are the value numbers for everybody else. Andre Jackson, 4.6x. Bobby Portis, 4.6. Malik Beasley, 4.6. Marshawn Beauchamp, 4.6. Pat Connaughton, 4.8. Ty Ty Washington, 4.7. Horrid. Horrid. I don't know what you do here other than jam Chris Middleton. Try to jam Giannis if you can. And play a bunch of Brooke Lopez. Lopez, by the way, not great as of late. 0.81 fantasy points per minute. Just out of curiosity, his rebounding prop is 5.5 to the under. Didn't have a points prop. Oh, we do have a points prop now. 15.5, which I do have here. Okay. It's Chris Middleton. Even if I think that I'm a little bit high on Middleton and I take two real points off of him and I just take him to 40, that's still 5.7x. You got to get to a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Chris Middleton and Giannis. No other way around it. The rest of that is going to be really, really disgusting. We close it out late night hammer, which I can't imagine looks any good. Phoenix six and a half point dogs in Los Angeles against the Clippers, 227 total. Phoenix is on the back-to-back. -back. Clippers are also on a back-to-back? -back? Yeah. So, not a lot we can do with this one. 
We got to project Eric Gordon in for Phoenix. He's missed the previous two. We get him in for 26 minutes. I start trimming minutes accordingly. Uh, most of this looks okay to me. Ooh, Nerf played 32 last night. That's interesting. All right, Eubanks played again. That's also interesting, but that's a Gordon thing, I reckon. We can take Metu down. Do something like that. Clippers, final team to look at. Don't think we're making any changes here. 35 to Harden, 36 to Kawhi. Maybe I go 35 Kawhi, 35 PG. We got 23 to Man, 27 to Powell, 20 to Russ, 18 to Coffee, 17 to Tice, 27 to Zoo. Go 28 to Zoo. Hide more. Not a lot to like in this late game. We'll be able to zip through that one pretty quickly. Phoenix. Beal, Booker, Nurkic, Durant. As far as I'm concerned, they're the only four guys you can play from Phoenix. If we happen to have somebody sit, then it could look a little bit better. For the Clips, Zubots, Harden, Leonard, George. It's the same team. It's three guard slash wings and the center. It's the same situation on Phoenix as it is on the Clippers. And then you're not playing anybody else. We have no idea who's playing. Impossible to dig into that right now. So we shall run our crunches. First one up. DraftKings Optimals. Guys, thanks for being here. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. We're up to 179 people. Good show. Great start to the week. Uh, strategy show today is going to be myself and Loffy. So get ready for that one. We are back and uh, probably worse than ever, but you guys know the drill. We'll have some fun today. Let's grab the projections and see where we stand. I got a sneaky suspicion we're going to see Ty Ty Washington and some of that other like value garbage showing up to, so that we can jam Giannis, which won't be fun. So, first one up, DK Optimals. Yep, there it is. 270. We have two separate lineups with 270 totals. Both of them. One of them has a six-man buck stack. The other has a five. SGA, Middleton, Andre Jackson, Jalen Smith, Brooke Lopez, Ty Ty Washington, Pat Connaughton, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Or you can switch SGA and Andre Jackson and Ty Ty Washington for Jordan Poole, 
Marshawn Beauchamp, and Kyle Kuzma. Just out of curiosity, if you limit it to four, what do we end up looking like? So we only give up seven-tenths of a point. Andre Jackson, Jordan Poole, Pat Connaughton, Jalen Smith, Miles Turner, Chris Middleton, Kyle Kuzma, Giannis. Middleton in everything. Jalen Smith in close to everything. Jordan Poole in 80%. Giannis in 70. Ty Ty Washington, Brooke Lopez, SGA all in 50%. Terrifying stuff. Go to FanDuel. Oh, let's, uh, let's see what happens if we slap on some randomness. I'm going to leave that four cap on for right now. With randomness on, it's very clearly Middleton at the top. Jalen Smith, too. I like Jordan Poole today at 5,600. Is that price down? Is that what's happening here? Is it down even more? Yeah, I mean, that's the lowest price Jordan Poole has had. He's down to 5,600. Look, it's been a couple games in a row where things have not been great for Poole. He drops that 44 and a half burger at 5,600. Or even at that 38 game, 38 and a quarter at 5.6. That's 6.8x. That'll work. So Middleton, Smith, Poole, Jackson, Ty Ty, Washington. SGA, Kuzma, Giannis, Pat Connaughton, Brooke Lopez. Figuring out who I'm fading for the Bucks is going to be tonight's big decision. Ownership will tell the story there. Finally, on FanDuel. Here we go. FanDuel Optimals. Now, this should look a little bit different. 295.22, optimal lineup by 0.84. SGA, Cody Martin, Middleton and Beasley, Miles Bridges, Lou Dort, Bobby Portis, Nikola Jovic, Bam Adebayo. Middleton in all 50. Cody Martin in all 50. Nikola Jovic in all 50. Bridges and SGA uh, right around 90. And then Dort at 60. And then finally, we throw on a little randomness. I didn't even check. Does FanDuel have the whole slate? They do. With randomness, it's Nikola Jovic, Chris Middleton as the two best FanDuel options. Look, 4K for Jovic and power forward. That is value that doesn't really exist in the same way. Martin, Cody Martin next then Dort, and then it's everybody else. So Jovic, Middleton, Martin, Dort, my four favorite plays on Fandle. Don't like that at all. Ownership will tell the story for today, but we've got a fun one on our hands. Let's, let's enjoy it. 
contenders videos out in a bit prize picks video out in a bit strategy show with Laffy deeper dive later tonight you got me all day folks i will not be anywhere else got a lot to work on today might see some changes in the near future keep your eyes peeled for that thank you guys for being here that's gonna be it for me i've had a great time we're back again tomorrow very easy week of games so we have some fun process shows to break down but for now guys that is going to do it this was the process.